So typically on Wednesday nights, we're going verse by verse, chapter by chapter, straight through the Bible. So right after Deuteronomy, we're going to be going into Joshua and continuing on. And then Wednesday nights, we have our intercessory prayer meeting. Unless I've taught way too long, then we'll skip right past it. Um, But tonight, we have a shorter chapter, at least a shorter subject. And we're going to use this time to have a a talk about uh, ministry and opportunities here. Uh, The church is growing so fast, we can't really talk to everybody like we used to. So we'll also have a question and answer time, uh, if the Lord permits us, time-wise. Deuteronomy chapter 33, we're going to be looking at the blessings that God gives Moses to give to the people of Israel. Let's begin with the word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for your word that never returns void. We pray that as we continue to plow it, to sow in it, to grow in it, Lord, that through the empowering of your Holy Spirit and the moving of your word on our lives, that we would continue to grow in you and be used by you. We know the fruit of the spirit that comes from you comes directly from you and you alone and not by our own labor, Lord. And so we want to thank you for this opportunity once again in the middle of the week to be refreshed in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let me see what in the world is going on here. I don't think mine's connected. Let's try this again. Verses 1 through 5. Now this is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, The Lord came from Sinai and dawned on them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands of saints. From his right hand came a fiery law for them. Yes, he loves the people. All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Everyone receives your words. Moses commanded a law for us, a heritage of the congregation of Jacob. And he was king in Jeshurun. When the leaders of the people were gathered, all the tribes of Israel together. So there's a a real sense of of poetry with this blessing. It is going to be all positive. And as we've gone through and we've seen Israel fail over and over again, We've seen the blessings and the cursings. We've seen the song of Moses that he sang from his heart. We see God is telling him he's going to walk up that mountain and he's going to die. The appointment has been set. And here the Holy Spirit is speaking to Moses to share with the children of Israel these blessings. Now he's going to bless every single tribe by name. Reuben, Judah, Levi, Benjamin, both the tribes of Joseph. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Zebulon and Issachar, Gad, Dan, Naphtali, and Asher. Verse after verse after verse. And we're going to go through them together. But before we do that, have you ever heard the phrase, count your blessings? To count your blessings, all the good things. Make a register, a list of all the blessings that you have. And here, there's going to be a bunch of blessings that the Lord is going to pour out on the nation of Israel through the mouth of Moses. But for us, I read an article today about a man. He is one of the last living people who is living in an iron lung from polio that he got when he was six years old. He has been living in this thing. He's in his 70s now. He has been living in this thing. He's only been out of it for a few hours at a time in his mid-40s and 50s. His whole life. And he talks about the joy. He says, I like to do one fun thing every day. 
He learned to type with a straw in his mouth. He's painted. He has uh, communicated via computers. Imagine learning computers from somebody while you're in this thing. If you don't know what an iron lung is, this is a solid metal cylinder where everything is controlled up to his neck. He can't get out of there. He can't breathe the atmosphere outside of it. The actual pressure inside the cylinder is brought up and down so that his lungs will move and he can breathe. Decades he's been in that. How could you read that article and hear about the, the joy that this man has and not be like, wow, I got it easy. In the article, it says that the only reason for him to survive when he was a young man up to today is his will and his joy to live. It's like, and, and I have my faculties and the Lord. Let's count our blessings. And as we go through the blessings of the nation of Israel, we're going to interject from comments just to change our perspective. But first, let's start with the first three tribes, Reuben, Judah, and Levi, for verses 6 through 11. Let Reuben live and not die, nor let his men be few. And this he said of Judah. Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him to his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and may you be a help against his enemies. And of Levi, he said, let your Thummim and your Urim be with your Holy One, whom you tested at Massa, and with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah, who says of his father and mother, I have not seen them, nor did he acknowledge his brothers or know his own children, for they have observed your word and kept your covenant. Verse 10, they shall teach Jacob your judgments and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and a whole burnt sacrifice on your altar. Bless his substance, Lord, and accept the work of his hands. Strike the loins of those who rise against him and of those who hate him, that they rise not again. So we got a couple different tribes here. The reason why Ro Reuben's blessing is so short, did you notice that? You're like, Reuben, you get a short little sentence here, and then Levi, you got this whole paragraph of blessing. What's going on? Well, what we see with this text is that it is compared to the blessings and cursings of Israel's children in Genesis chapter 49. Now, Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible with his own hand, so he's familiar with the blessings and cursings of, generous, of generous, generous, Genesis chapter 49. And it says in Genesis 49, Reuben said, you will not excel. The tribe of Reuben will not excel. There never comes a judge, a prophet, or a king from the tribe of Reuben fulfilling that blessing. But, hey, you're going to live and not die. You're going to have a lot of people, nor let his men be few. And that takes place, this blessing here. So they don't overrule the Lord. He doesn't change his mind. And we see that these blessings are in line with those earlier blessings and cursings. In verse 7, we see Judah. Now, Moses knows the destiny of, of Judah because in Genesis 49.10, that prophecy of Jesus Christ, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, is said. And so this, pro this blessing here, hear Lord, uh, the voice of Judah and bring him to his people. Let his hands be subs sufficient for him and may you help against his enemies. It's prophesying towards that. Now, here in verses 8 through 11 about the Levites, it talks about how 
They're going to be keepers of the covenant. They're going to teach the law. But, but back in Genesis 49, it said that they were going to be scattered throughout. In fact, it says two tribes were going to be scattered throughout. But the tribe of Levi, their curse, you could say, in Genesis 49 was fulfilled because the Levites are sprinkled throughout the nation of Israel with the cities of refuge, and they're teaching the word. Their cursing became a blessing. New Testament believers, we see the trials and the damage that we've done by our sin in the flesh and how all things work together for the good for those who love him. And so if you dedicate yourself to the Lord and you follow after him, he will turn things that the enemy would use for evil for good. And that we see here with the Levites, how a mistake that they made that would have cost them and scattered them ended up being used for God's glory. Now let's go ahead and go through verses 12 through 19. We're going to look at four this time. Benjamin, Joseph, which is technically two, two half-tribes, Zebulon and Issachar. Of Benjamin, he said, The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him, who shelters him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. And of Joseph, he said, Blessed of the Lord is his land, with the precious things of heaven, with the dew, and the deep lying beneath. With the precious fruits of the sun, with the precious produce of the months, with the best things of the ancient mountains, with the precious things of the everlasting hills, with the precious things of the earth and its fullness. And the favor of him who dwelt in the bush, let the blessing come on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who was separate from his brothers. Verse 17. His glory is like a firstborn bull and his horns like the horns of the wild ox. Together with them, he shall push the peoples to the ends of the earth. They are the ten thousands of Ephraim and they are the thousands of Manasseh. And of Zebulon, he said, Rejoice, Zebulon, in your going out, and Issachar in your tents. They shall call the peoples to the mountain. There they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they shall partake of the abundance of the seas and of the treasures hidden in the sand. And so Benjamin, verse 12, he's the beloved of the Lord, it says in verse 12. And we know that Benjamin had a special place of blessing and of love. He wore the coat of many colors. Did I get that right? And then pr- scratch that, you know, edit, sh- cut, delete. But we do know that this prophecy is fulfilled because Benjamin becomes the center of the nation because the Benjamite city becomes Jerusalem. Jerusalem was founded by the Benjamites. Different name at that time. 13 through 17 with Joseph, you have the half-tribe of Ephraim and the half-tribe of Manasseh. They were the sons of Joseph. And so if you ever wondered while you're going through the list, you're like, why is there a half-tribe? Because they count for one with Joseph. Now, half-tribe doesn't mean half-size. just means half-lineage. Why do we say that? Because the largest tribes were the half-tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, and it fulfills this prophecy, this blessing, that says 10,000 are there of Manasseh. 
not ten thousands. Yeah, ten thousands. Verse seventeen. They are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. And we see that Ephraim becomes the largest tribe by people. Manasseh following up behind it. They are fruitful. They grow. They are strong. And this is the fulfillment of Jacob's prophecy. You guessed it in Genesis chapter forty-nine. The blessings that Israel gave them. Then in verses 18 through 19, you have Zebulon and Issachar. Another blessing that is consistent. With Zebulon, they are the keepers of the sea, the Sea of Galilee. And they're known for their ships in the Sea of Galilee. We know that Israel is not a seafaring nation. When Solomon tries to build the fleets, they're destroyed in the oceans. They were built out of the cedars of Lebanon. And they never become a sea power. But this prophecy is fulfilled because they are navigators of the Sea of Galilee. All all these things are coming to pass. I wanted to point out something else, though. If you look at verses 14, 15, 16, the precious fruits of the sun, the precious produce of the months, the best things of the ancient mountains, the everlasting hills, the Psalms tell us through David's hand, the firmament, the heavens declare the handiwork of God. Remember we said earlier, count your blessings. You know, we're listening and we're like, wow, prophecy, cool. We're looking at Israel and the tribes. We're looking at all these cool things come to pass. You remember a few chapters ago, we talked about all the cursings that were going to take place on Israel. We were talking about how those were all prophetic. They were all going to take place, that they were going to go into the land, that they were going to worship false idols, that they were going to be taken into captivity, just like God promised them. And yet here we're just counting all the blessings. This is the same people. Are you, guys, are you guys catching that? The same people. But we, believers, we're born-again believers in Jesus Christ. We're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. But Paul tells us in the book of Romans that we're wrestling against what? Our own flesh. The betrayer in us, you know, it's not easy. We don't always have, what do they say, sunshine and roses. But, but that's what we have. We think about that man in the iron lung. And his joy, I like to do one fun thing every day. You can't walk, man. You can't breathe on your own. You can't do anything outside of moving your neck. He's not on antidepressants. He's not going to the psychologist. He's not having the boo-hoo parties. He's just thankful to be alive. But we get it twisted. We start looking at the cursings and the ramifications and the bad things we did. And we start looking at our history. And we look at our failures. And we look at our judgments. And we say, it's never going to get any better. Well, stop and smell the roses. Enjoy the handiwork of God. Enjoy the feeling of the sun on your face. There are people on this planet that can't do that. You're, fi- you're fighting with your spouse. You're fighting with your kids. There are people today that are weeping over burying them in the ground. Praying that they could have those arguments and those fights back. Count your blessings, because they are many. And of course, you've got to throw it in there, especially in the United States of America. The lights are on, the heater, the fan. Computers decided to work today. The microphones were broadcasting all over. We're here with our own language, our own Bibles. You can pick your own Bible version. You don't have one, we'll give you one. We have all these blessings. And so whatever burden you came in with this, this evening... Whatever trials, whatever heavy things are weighing on you, remember that the thoughts of God for Israel 
were of blessings and not of cursings. That he was never going to leave them nor forsaking. Even though, as it says to the new believer, the New Testament believer in Galatians, that that God is not mocked, that as you sow, that shall you also reap. Even though he knows we're going to reap of poor choices, he tells us what can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Tribulation, famine, sword, nothing can separate us from the the love of God. So the blessings that are being bestowed on Israel now, as we go through this chapter, pale in comparison to the personal blessings that God has poured out on us through the sacrifice of his son and in his indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They pale in comparison. They were going to get blessed financially, materially, spiritually. But we are called by the Messiah, by the King of Kings, the Alpha and the Omega, who sits at the right hand of the Father, by God. He says, I no longer call you servants, but friends. Now, he's still Lord. We need to treat him as Lord. But we have fellowship and communion with him. Man, count your blessings. I stopped here before we go to Gad, Dan, and Naphtali, and Asher to say, if you're envious of their blessings, they are envious of yours as a New Testament believer. We know the risen Lord. We have the word of God. We have fellowship with him. They cannot. They cannot. Well, let's continue now. Gad, Dan, Naphtali, Asher, verses 20 through 25. And of Gad, he said, Blessed is he who enlarges Gad. He dwells as a lion and tears the arm of the crown of his head. He provided the first part for himself because a lawgiver's portion was reserved there. He came with the heads of the people. He administered the justice of the Lord and his judgments with Israel. Verse 22. And he said, and of Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's whelp. He shall leap from Bashan. And of Naphtali, he said, of Naphtali satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, possessed the west and the south. And of Asher, he said, Asher is most blessed of sons. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Your sandals shall be iron and bronze. As your days, so shall your strength be. So Gad, verses 20 to 21, the lion-like character, the tribe of Gad. He gave many troops for David in First Chronicles. And so they become the warrior, these, these tougher-than-nails guys. It's fulfilled what Jacob said that he would triumph at last, and you guessed it, Genesis chapter 49. So we see all of them lining back up. Now, verse 22 is interesting. Dan, did you notice with Dan, like a lion's whelp? That doesn't sound nice. doesn't sound too bad, but what's going on here? Verse 22, a lion's whelp, he shall leap from Bashan, and then all of a sudden you go to verse 23 with Naphtali. Dan is the problem child of the tribes. Dan is the one who in Genesis, or excuse me, Genesis, in Judges chapter 18, he's the one that introduces idolatry to Israel. Jeroboam set up the ident- one of his idolatrous golden calves in Dan, 1 Kings chapter 12. Dan became the center of idol worship in Amos chapter 8. Jacob said that of Dan in Genesis 49 that he shall be a serpent by the way. So Dan was going to be in problems. 
Dan is not lifted in the 144,000 in the book of Revelation. There are some, and this is getting, you're really starting to pull the end of the string there into opinion, but there are some who believe that the Antichrist will be a uh, celibate or homosexual member of the tribe of Dan. Now, that takes a long stretch, and if that was the case, only the Lord would know because we don't have those genealogical records. The only genealogical records we have for what tribe somebody is in is for Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, recorded and kept permanently. And so today we know uh, from organizations like the Temple Institute that are prepared to build the third temple. They're ready to go. They need Levites. And so they have to try and look at last names and tradition to try and say, oh, okay, we know that this name is from the most likely from this root name, which comes from the names listed in the Old Testament that say that this is most likely a Levite. They don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt. They can't trace their lineage, but they're getting super close. So all these things, the prophecies of Deuteronomy chapter 33, which is our Moses blessings, all of these things with revelation from Genesis 49, I just, I, I can never stop being fascinated how the Bible's a long, continuous thread because it comes from a single author, God himself. He is the word. He is the truth. He is the logos, and it all works together. Forty-some-odd authors, three different continents over the scale of time of millennia, and yet he strings them all together because he is the source of it. You can trust your whole life to this book and your whole eternity as you see and continue to pull that string and see it proved over and over and over again. Now, Dan, Dan messes up. Where did we leave off? Verse 23, with Naphtali. Now, Naphtali's land is in a very important part in the Sea of Galilee. And that is where Jesus does the majority of his teaching in his earthly ministry. And doesn't that line up pretty interesting with verse 23? What does it say? Oh, Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, possesses the west and the south. And this area of the Galilee that Naphtali took is the area that Jesus is making his ministry around the Galilee. Fascinating. Fascinating. Verses 24 through 25, we have Asher. It says the abundance of the tribe of Asher was expressed by Jacob in Genesis 49. He shall yield royal dainties. And here it is confirmed. They're going to have agriculture. They're going to have amazing crops. And they're going to be tremendously blessed. Speaking of blessings, why is Moses blessing the nation of Israel? Obviously, we know that God gave him these words. They're the revelation of God. But they backbited against Moses. They rebelled against Moses. They tried to have him removed. They tried to have him taken away. They confronted him multiple occasions and said they were leading all of them to their death. They wanted to go back into Egypt. They didn't want to eat the manna. They didn't want to only listen to him. They wanted to worship on their own way. But God had appointed Moses. And then when Moses finally has enough, he makes a mistake in anger and he strikes that rock. What is the punishment? He cannot enter into the promised land. That's the reason he can't make it to the next book. And through all of that, Moses sits here and he blesses 
the people. Now we know that the Bible says Moses is the meekest man that ever lived. That doesn't mean weak. But he's just, aside from the Holy Spirit, he is not a confrontational person. Aside from God himself, he didn't even want to take that mantle up. He, remember, he, he had to con Aaron into going with him. But God said that he would use him and that he would use the, the rod that was in his hand. And yet, here, we have a song from him, and then we have a tremendous blessing on all the people. His heart is for God and for those people. He's a man. He's a man. He's not, di- he's not divine like Jesus, who is God in the flesh. The Bible says of Isaiah that he's a man of like passions. Moses is a man chosen by God uniquely. And we see his failures. And here at the end, he brings tremendous blessing and fulfillment to God's word. Not all prophets are so. Do you remember a certain prophet on a donkey earlier? They paid him money to curse the nation of Israel. He said, sure, let's go. But then he couldn't come out. It couldn't happen, which isn't completely accurate. He told him that he couldn't curse. He went back. He said, I can't curse the nation of Israel. Just God's not letting me. It won't happen. And they figured a way around it. And so here we see the heart. Now, don't you want your children to be blessed? Don't you want to put blessings on your children? Don't you want to speak life to your children, to your family? You know, every single day I pray with my kids. Lord, pray you protect my kids. Lord, I protect. Every time I put them to bed, I pray for them every single night. It's in my prayer. I pray the same prayer every night. I may add one or two things. I'm praying, Lord, I pray you bless my kids. I pray they love you more every single day. Pray they have good dreams. They sleep well. Keep them safe. Every single day, I'm praying the same thing. Yeah, my kids are like, yep. But why am I doing that? Because my heart is for them. I'll give my life for them. I'll provide for them. I'll wake up every day and break my back for them. I want them to be blessed. My point is this. Are you speaking life into your kids, into your neighbors, into your family, into your spouse? Are you speaking the word of God? Are you praying for their protection? Do you have the heart of a father or a mother or a friend or a spouse? And is it being expressed through the word of God? See, these blessings come from God, but they are spoken by a man. Blessed are the feet of the gospel, the New Testament says. You have to go out and you have to speak these things. The gospel goes forth. It's the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we share the word of God, we continue to bless. What does it say in Ephesians chapter 5? Because guys, you're like, okay, sweet. He's going for the whole family. No, men, in Ephesians 5, it says, wash your wives in the water of the word. That's not a suggestion. That's not like a, hey, you're in trouble. Go to your wife and say, hey, can I read to you? How can she be mad if she loves Jesus? It's a continual washing in the word. Give it a shot. I'm not a teacher. I don't know. It didn't say anything about teaching. It didn't say anything about doing it well. Wash your wife in the water of the word. Speak life. Speak the word of God. Just read together. It doesn't even say how often. It doesn't even give you tips on when. It's almost like you have to have a walk with the Lord, and he has to lead you step by step. Speak life and truth. Our, our cursings haunt us. The curses of God are as equally factual as the blessings of God here in this chapter. But think about your own life. 
Do you remember being made fun of in grade school? Do you remember being picked on? Do you remember the names they used to call you? Do you remember any of the good things they said? No. Those negative criticisms, we remember them forever. We remember the cursings. It takes effort for us to speak life and blessings. And apart from the word of God, there are no true blessings. Now, this isn't a name it and claim it, health, wealth, and prosperity. If we say positive things, positive things are going to happen. No, we are affirming the scriptures. We're affirming the word of God in people's lives. And it starts with those in your own family, in your own life. Encourage them. And Moses is not done speaking to us. He's gone through the tribes. Believe it or not, we went through all 12. 13 if we count two half tribes. But now let's read verses 26 through 29 as we close out. There is no one like the God of Jeshurun who rides the heavens to help you. And in his excellency on the clouds, the eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He will trust He will thrust out the enemy from you and will say, destroy. Then Israel shall dwell in safety, the fountain of Jacob alone, in the land of grain and new wine. His heaven shall also drop dew. Happy are you, O Israel, who is like you, O people, saved by the Lord, the shield of your help and the sword of your majesty. Your enemies shall submit to you and you shall tread down their high places. Now, this blessing, this is, this is just amazing. I mean, you were talking about the same Israel here, God? Is this the same people you were talking about a couple chapters ago? Yes. Yes. How can we say that, though? Because, like verse 26 says, there is no one like the God of Jeshurun. Jeshurun being another name for Israel. There is no one like the God of Israel. There is no one like our God. And oftentimes, we feel like we're defeated, we're cast down. The enemies of Christ are triumphant, they're winning, they're, getting, they're gaining speed, they're gaining strength, they're coming against us. What can separate you from the love of God? Nothing. Tribulation, trial, sword, pestilence, nothing can separate you. Death cannot separate you from the love of God. We are victorious because of who He is. He is our shield. He is our high tower. He is our foundation. He is our strong and mighty captain of salvation. We cannot be defeated. So what's there to worry about? Does that mean don't be active? Does that mean don't be engaged in the world? No, of course not. We're to go into all the world, preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations. We're to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're to be transformed and be living sacrifices. But we're not to be of this world. In it, not of it. Because we're filled with the Spirit. Our love for God, our passion for God, should overrule the joy that he gives us as we look at the flower we look at the sun we feel the blessings we move our arms and our legs you have fingers you can smell things i can hear half the time but i'm not deaf our we are so blessed and yet the enemy just has you always thinking about the negative the cursings the the mistakes yeah, you know what? We're going to reap what we sow. But that judgment from God is on the cross. It's gone. His burden is easy and his yoke is light because salvation is not cheap, but it is freely given by faith. 
There is nothing greater than God's blessing. There's nothing worse than his cursing. But there is nothing, 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 nothing greater than God's blessings. And he has his blessings for all of us who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I pray this evening, as we looked at the blessings of these terrible 12 tribes, we also see how good God is and how good he is for us and the blessings he's given every one of us. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we pray that you would continue to guide and direct us, that we would grow in you and be used by you in all things, that we would truly count our blessings for the, the list is long, Lord. We pray that your blessings would continue to flow on us. In Jesus' name, amen.